Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same top menu bar, there is also a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson <coughs> contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're starting reading into the manual for teachers um, with the introduction and Section 1, which is, Who are God's Teachers? And at the top of the hour, we'll pause to touch in with our lesson for the day, lesson number 335, I Choose to See My Brother's Sinlessness. And, yeah, my favorite part. Lori, do you have one of your wonderful noetic openings for the call this morning? Hmm. Well, you know, I was really happy for this one, Lemoyne. Um, it's, it's a little piece of prose from Marianne Williamson that I found um, so perfect, emphasizing the word choice. It starts out with, today I see the miracle in all things. I think there's one unmuted line. Getting a little feedback. Today I choose to see the miracle in all things. How often I do not notice the miracles all around me, or honor all the kindnesses shown me, or allow myself to fully embrace the good that's already in my life. Today, I remember that every day is precious. Every heart carries within it the Spirit of God, and every event contains the platform for a miracle. May I not be blind today to the awesomeness of life. May the days be gone when I took for granted all the blessings in my life. May my eyes be open that I might see more beauty May my ears be open that I might hear more truth. May my spirit be open that I might feel the tender touch of God. Today, I see through a different set of eyes that I might recognize the miracles all around me. I see the sparkle of light that surrounds all things and the yearning for love that exists in everyone. I see the innocence beyond guilt and the love beyond all fear. 
as I am reborn into the truth of who I am today I see the miracle in all things amen oh that was so perfect that was great thank you amen thank you Lori thank you Lori Yeah, that was a great find. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you, Lori. Hey, uh, this morning with us in the reading, I have Lori, Fran, Jennifer, Jessica, Harrison, Judy, and Karen. And uh, that's that's it. As far as uh, what I have recorded, now is there anyone who's joined the call who would like to say good morning or maybe join the reading list? Okay, go ahead and get rolling. I'll get us started here then with the introduction, or just introduction in the manual for teachers. Introduction. (laughs) The role of teaching and learning is actually reversed in the thinking of the world. The reversal is characteristic. It seems as if the teacher and the learner are separated, the teacher giving something to the learner rather than to himself. Further, the act of teaching is regarded as a special activity in which one engages only a relatively small proportion of one's time. The course, on the other hand, emphasizes that to teach is to learn, so the teacher and learner are the same. It also emphasizes the teaching is a constant process. It goes on every moment of the day and continues into sleeping thoughts as well. And Lori. Um, Manual for Teachers Introduction. The role of teaching and learning is actually reversed in the thinking of the world. The reversal is characteristic. It seems as if the teacher and the learner are separated, the teacher giving something to the learner rather than to himself. Further, the act of teaching is regarded as a special activity in which one engages only a relatively small proportion of the time. I have to stop here. Uh, Excuse me. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you, Laurie. Um, I've been waiting six months for a repair crew. So let me uh, me just go ahead and ask you, Fran, would you start again from the top? Sure. Yeah. Um, Manual for Teachers, Introduction. The role of teaching and learning is actually reversed in the thinking of the world. The reversal is characteristic. 
It seems as if the teacher and the learner are separated, the teacher giving something to the learner rather than to himself. Further, the act of teaching is regarded as a special activity in which one engages only a relatively small proportion of one's time. The course, on the other hand, emphasizes that to teach is to learn, so that teacher and learner are the same. It also emphasizes that teaching is a constant process. It goes on every moment of the day and continues into sleeping thoughts as well. Two, to teach is to demonstrate. There are only two thought systems and you demonstrate that you believe one or the other is true all the time. From your demonstration, others learn and so do you. The question is not whether you will teach, for in that there is no choice. The purpose of the course might be said to provide you with the means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. You cannot give to someone else, and this you learn through teaching. Teaching is but a call to witnesses to attest to what you believe. It is a method of conversion. This is not done by words alone. Any situation must be to you a chance to teach others what you are and what they are to you. No more than that, but also never less. Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. <clears throat> to teach is to demonstrate there are only two thought systems, and you demonstrate that you believe one or the other is true all the time. From your demonstration, others learn, and so do you. The question is not whether you will teach, for in that there is no choice. The purpose of the course might be said to provide you with the means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. You cannot give to someone else, and this you learn through teaching. Teaching is but a call to witness, to attest to what you believe. It is a method of conversion. This is not done by words alone. Any situation must be to you a chance to teach others what you are and what they are to you. No more than that, but also nevertheless. The curriculum that you set up is therefore determined exclusively by what you think you are and what you believe the relationship of others is to you. In the form, formal teaching situation, these questions may be totally unrelated to what you think you are teaching Yet it is impossible not to use the content of any situation on behalf of what you really teach and therefore learn. To this, the verbal content of your teaching is quite irrelevant. <laughs> it may coincide with it or it may not. It is the teaching underlying what you say that teaches you. 
teaching but reinforces what you believe about yourself. Its fundamental purpose is to diminish self-doubt. This does not mean that the self you are trying to protect is real, but it does mean that the self you think is real is what you teach. Thank you, Jennifer. And Jessica. Thank you. I Somebody came into my house, so I think I'm on paragraph three, right? That's correct. Yes, three, okay. three, four. The curriculum that you set up is therefore determined exclusively by what you think you are and what you believe the relationship of others is to you. In the formal teaching situation, these questions may be totally unrelated to what you think you are teaching. Yet it is impossible not to use the content of any situation on behalf of what you really teach and therefore learn. To this, the verbal content of your teaching is quite irrelevant. It may coincide with it or it may not. It is the teaching underlying what you say that teaches you. Teaching but reinforces what you believe about yourself. Its fundamental purpose is to diminish self-doubt. This does not mean that the self you are trying to protect is real, but it does mean that the self you think is real is what you teach for. This is inevitable. There is no escape from it. How could it be otherwise? Everyone who follows the world's curriculum and everyone here does follow it until he changes his mind, teaches solely to convince himself that he is what he is not. Herein is the purpose of the world. What else then would its curriculum be? Into this hopeless and closed learning situation, which teaches nothing but despair and death, God sends his teachers. And as they teach his lessons of joy and hope, their learning finally becomes complete. Thank you, Jessica. And Harrison. Four. This is inevitable. Let me go back to the sentence. Couple sentences. This does not mean that the self you're trying to protect is real, but it does mean that the self you think is real is what you teach. This is inevitable. There is no escape from it. How could it be otherwise? Everyone who follows the world's curriculum and everyone here does follow it until he changes his mind, teaches solely to convince himself that he is what he is not. 
Herein is the purpose of the world. What else, then, will a curriculum be? Into this hopeless, closed learning situation, which teaches nothing but despair and death, God sends his teachers. And as they teach his lessons of joy and hope, their learning finally becomes complete. Father, except for God's teachers, there will be no hope of salvation. For the world of sin would seem forever, quote-unquote, real. The self-deceiving must deceive, for they must teach deception. And what else is hell? This is a manual for the teachers of God. They're not perfect, or they would not be here, great man. They are not perfect, or they would not be here. Yet, it is their mission to become perfect here. And so they teach perfection over and over in many, many ways until they have learned it. And then they are seen no more. Although their thoughts remain a source of strength and truth forever, Who are they? How are they chosen? What do they do? How can they work out their own salvation and the salvation of the world? This manual attempts to answer these questions. Thank you, Harrison. And Judy. Except for God's teachers, there would be no hope of salvation, for the world of sin would seem forever, quote, real, unquote. (coughs) Excuse me. The self-deceiving must deceive, for they must teach deception. And what else is hell? This is a manual for the teachers of God. They are not perfect, or they would not be here, yet it is their mission to become perfect here, and so they teach perfection over and over in many, many ways until they have learned it, and then they are seen no more, although their thoughts remain a source of strength and truth forever. Who are they? How are they chosen? What do they do? How can they work out their own salvation and the salvation of the world? This manual attempts to answer these questions. All right. Thank you, LeMoyne.
Um, and yeah, Judy, would you uh, start section one as well? With the Certainly, I, I wasn't aware. All right, okay. after the after the introduction, section one. Who are God's teachers? A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered an agreement with God, even if he does not yet believe in capital Him. He has become a bringer of salvation. He has become a teacher of God. Thank you, Judy. And Karen. Manual for teachers. Who are the teachers? Excuse me. Who are God's teachers? A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered an agreement with God, even if he does not yet believe in him. He has become a bringer of salvation. He has become a teacher of God. Two. They come from all over the world. They come from all religions and from no religion. They are the ones who have answered the call. Excuse me. They are the ones who have answered. The call is universal. It goes on all the time, everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it but few will answer. But it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end, but the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. Their function is to save time. Each one begins as a single light, but with the call at its center. It is a light that cannot be limited, and each one saves a thousand years of time as, he, as the world judges it. Through the call itself, time has no meaning. Thank you, Karen. And is there a new reader for paragraph? Two and three. I can read now the one. 
Okay. Well, let me ask one more time. Is there a new reader before Lori? Uh, after paragraphs two and three? Okay. Back to you then, Lori. Okay. Thanks. So who are God's teachers? They come from all over the world. They come from all religions and from no religion. They're the ones who have answered the call. Whoops, they are the ones who have answered. The call is universal. It goes on all the time, everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. But it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end because... Excuse me. Everyone will answer in the end, but the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. Their function is to save time. Each one begins as a single light, but with the call at its center, it is a light that cannot be limited. And each one saves a thousand years of time as the world judges it. To the call itself, time has no meaning. Three, there is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved, but the content of the course never changes. Its central theme is always, quote, God's Son is guiltless and in his innocence is his salvation, end quote. It can be taught by actions or thoughts, in words, or soundlessly, in any language or in no language, in any place or time or manner. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. He has become a savior by his answering. He has seen someone else as himself. He has therefore found his own salvation and the salvation of the world. In his rebirth is the world reborn. Thank you, Lori and Fran. Three, there is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved. But the content of the course never changes. Its central theme is always, quote, God's son is guiltless and in his innocence is his salvation, unquote. It can be taught by actions or thoughts, in words or soundlessly, in any language or in no language, in any place or time or manner. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. He has become a savior by his answering. He has seen someone else as himself. He has therefore found his own salvation and the salvation of the world. In his rebirth is the world reborn. Four, this is a manual for a special curriculum intended for teachers of a special form of the universal course. There are many thousands of other forms, all with the same outcome. They merely save time, yet it is time alone that winds on wearily, and the world is very tired now. It is old and worn and without hope. There was never a question of outcome. For what can change the will of God? But time, 
with its illusions of change and death, wears out the world and all things in it. Yet time has an ending, and it is this that the teachers of God are appointed to bring about. For time is in their hands. Such was their choice, and it is given them. Thank you, Bryn. And Jennifer. For this is a manual for a special curriculum <clears throat> intended for teachers of a special form of the universal course. There are many thousands of other forms, all with the same outcome. They merely save time. Yet it is time alone that that winds on on wearily and the world is very tired now. It is old and worn and without hope. There was never a question of outcome. What can change the will of God? But time, with its illusions of change and death, wears out the world and all things in it. Yet time has an ending, and it, and it is this that the teachers of God are appointed to bring about. <laughs> For time is in their hands. Such was their choice, and it is given them. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to deal with the stray hair. Okay, there we go. Um, and let's see. I, I just want to point out this this wonderful. Uh, thing where um, what appears to be a misreading I think is actually perfect right um, you know in this answering the question who are God's teachers he says they come from all over the world they come from all religions and from no religion they are the ones who have answered the call the call is universal um, yeah, all are called, many hear it, you will answer. But still, all are called because all are chosen. And uh, I think we have time to reread this section one if you if you would like. Would you folks like to do that? Yes, thank you, uh, Lemoyne. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. Um, Let's go ahead and let me ask ask this. Jennifer, you start again and read. You start here with uh, the title and just paragraph one. And then we'll stair-step back to the rest. Okay? Okay. Thank you, Lemoyne. Um, God's teachers, one, who are God's teachers? A teacher of God is anyone 
who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered an agreement with God, even if he does not yet believe in him. He has, has become a bringer of salvation. He has become a teacher of God. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Jennifer and Jessica. Are we stair-stepping again? I uh, guess, please. Would you do the title okay. on one sure. and two? Um, okay. Who are God's teachers? A teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests as apart from someone else's. Once he has done that, his road is established and his direction is sure. A light has entered the darkness. It may be a single light, but that is enough. He has entered an agreement with God, even if he does not yet believe in him. He has become a bringer of salvation. He has become a teacher of God. They come from all over the world. They come from all religions and no religions. They are the ones who have answered. The call is universal. It goes on all the time, everywhere. It calls for teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. But it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end. But the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. Their function is to save time. Each one begins as a single light, but with the call at its center, it is a light that cannot be limited. And each one saves a thousand years of time as the world judges it. To the call itself, time has no meaning. Thank you, Jessica and Harrison. They come from all over the world. They come from all religions and from no religions. They're the ones who have answered. The call is universal. 
that goes on all the time, everywhere. It calls the teachers to speak for it and redeem the world. Many hear it, but few will answer. But it is all a matter of time. Everyone will answer in the end. But the end can be a long, long way off. It is because of this that the plan of the teachers was established. Their function is to save time. Each one begins as a single life, but with the cause at its center. It is a life that cannot be limited. And each one saves a thousand years of time as the world judges it to the cause itself. Time has no meaning. Three, there is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved. But the content of the course never changes. Yeah. Its central theme is always come, come on, right here. It's a line on the um, that's unmuted. Someone calling for a dog or something. Its central theme is always quote God's son is guiltless and in his innocence is his salvation. Close quote. It can be taught by actions or thoughts in words or soundlessly in any language or in no language. In any place or time or manner. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the call. He has become a savior by his answering. He has seen someone else as himself. He has therefore found his own salvation and the salvation of the world. In his rebirth is the world reborn. Well, thank you, Harrison and Judy. Yes, sir. This is a manual for a special curriculum intended for teachers of a special form of the universal course. 
There are many thousands um, Judy, of forms. Judy, yep. would, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing my best not to regret any of these choices, but we're reading each one twice, so could you read three and four? Oh, sure. I was spacing out. I should be paying oh, attention. Fine. Thank you. Three, there is a course for every teacher of God. The form of the course varies greatly. So do the particular teaching aids involved. But the content of the course never changes. Its central theme is always, its central theme is always, quote, God's son is guiltless, and in his innocence is his salvation, unquote. It can be taught by actions or thoughts, in words, or soundlessly, in any language, or in no language, in any place, or time, or manner. It does not matter who the teacher was before he heard the capital call for joy, <laughs> I like to say. He has become a savior by his answering. He has seen someone else as himself. She has seen someone else as herself. He has therefore found his own salvation and the salvation of the world. In his rebirth is the world reborn. This is a manual for a special curriculum intended for teachers of a special form of the universal course. There are many thousands of other forms, all with the same outcome. They merely save time. Yet, it is time alone that winds on wearily, and the world is very tired now. It is old and worn and without hope. There was never a question of outcome, for what can change the will of God? But time, with its illusions of change and death, wears out the world and all things in it. Yet, time has an ending. And it is this, that the teachers of God are appointed to bring about. For time is in their hands. Such was their choice, and it is given them. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. <clears throat> and Karen, do you conclude with four? Four. This is a manual for a special curriculum intended for teachers of a special form, the universal course. There are many thousands of other forms all with the same outcome. They merely save time. Yet it is time alone that winds on wearily, and the world is very tired now. It is old and worn and without hope. There was never a question of outcome, for what can change the will of God? But time, with its illusions of change and depth, wears out the world and all things in it. 
Yet time has an ending, and it is this that the teachers of God are appointed to bring about, for time is in their hands. Such was their choice, and it is given them. Well, thank you, Karen. And uh, we, before we move to the lesson, <laughs> one thing that comes to mind for me to say is, uh, you know, we tend to think of the end of time as some huge cosmic shift changing absolutely everything we've seen and all this, and therefore somewhat threatening. But, um, you know, consider that the end of time, as it is here, is a gift. And uh, that's why it's called the present. <laughs> Although the Course prefers the word eternity. And uh, I'll just leave you with that thought. And turn to you, Fran. Thank you again for leading us in the lesson every day and uh, ask everybody to give their attention to Fran as she leads us in today's lesson 335. Please go ahead, Fran. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook. The theme that we're on is what is the ego. And today's lesson is lesson 335. I choose to see my brother's sinlessness. So I shall read some from What is the Ego, and then we'll go over to our lesson and do our five-minute meditation. What is the ego? The ego is idolatry, the sign of a limited and separated self, born in a body doomed to suffer and to end its life in death. The ego is the, quote, proof that strength is weak and love is fearful. Life is really death and what opposes God alone is true. The ego is insane. In fear it stands beyond the everywhere, apart from all, in separation from the infinite. The son of God is ego-less. We know reality is not to see the ego and its thoughts, its works, its acts, its laws, and its beliefs, its dreams, its hopes, its plan for its salvation, and the cost belief in it entails. Yet will one lily of forgiveness change the darkness into light, the altar to illusions to the shrine of life itself? And peace will be restored forever to the holy minds which God created as his son, his dwelling place, his joy, his love, completely his, completely one with him. We'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 335. I choose to see my brother's sinlessness. Forgiveness is a choice. I never see my brother as he is, for that is far beyond perception. What I see in him is merely what I wish to see, 
because it stands for what I want to be the truth. It is to this alone that I respond, however much I seem to be impelled by outside happenings. I choose to see what I would look upon, and this I see and only this. My brother's sinlessness shows me that I would look upon my own, and I will see it, having chosen to behold my brother in its holy light. What could restore your memory to me except to see my brother's sinlessness? His holiness reminds me that he was created one with me and like myself. In him I find myself and in your son I find the memory of you as well. Lesson 335 I choose to see my brother's sinlessness. Five minutes.
Lesson 335, I choose to see my brother's sinlessness. Amen. 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 Thank you, friend. Well done. Well done, friend. Thank you. Well, thank you, guys. Until grande. Thank you, friend. I love the way you said, and I will see it. <laughs> it's just, that's just so perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It's written. Love about the man most for teachers is it seems to be written in a bit different language from the text in particular. Very direct, very clear. Um, And among other things, one of the things I love is that it doesn't demonize other paths. Basically says, doesn't matter what path you're on. It can be the Buddhist path or the Catholic path or the Islamic path or the Hebrew path, path, it doesn't matter. And when uh, people ask me about the course of love, uh, my response is, if it works, fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, what the form of the path is, as long as, long as it leads to the same conclusion, God's Son is sentless. God's Son is as God created him. That is the ultimate goal. And all that, all the different approaches to that goal don't matter. And the truth is, sometimes people start out on one path. As I did, I started out in um, a so-called holiness church, sanctified church. And uh, the teaching of the Course couldn't be more different from the teaching of my loving pastor 
But I believe that that teaching from that little church led me to this teaching. And I firmly believe that this teaching, of course, in miracles, would lead me home to heaven. Where I already am. And I just don't know. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. Yeah, I sure appreciate thanks so that. Much. Thank you, Harrison. Thanks, Harrison. This is Bryce. Uh, it was a little over 10 years ago that uh, I, I came to the course, and uh, I've got the strangest experience that I'm uh, observing today. I just realized it this morning. I'm on my way to Newcastle, Wyoming, and it was 10 years ago there on a Sunday morning that I was compelled to preach to this little church in a little fellowship hall, and it was just this very message that we are indeed loved completely, and it is in our innocence that we can know that. And it was such a transformation, Harrison, I was just listening to your testimony, it was such a transformation from my own experience uh, growing up in the fundamentalist church, and I found myself in a fundamentalist church that morning in Newcastle, but the message I heard was the proclamation of my innocence. And it was, uh, it, it's just something that supernaturally, tra- the synchronicities that are bringing me back there uh are reminding me of how vital this message is that we're hearing today. That the call is to come to know our complete innocence. See it in another as ourselves, see it as what we are, and then extend that and express that. I remember sharing that salvation was not something you get by something you do. It's something you learn of who you are. And I remember the the eyes of these people listening to me preach to this group. 
what a difference it is to, to come from the side of learning that you are innocent. What a transformation of experience for me to finally really get what my salvation was all about. It was not that I needed to earn it through something I believed or through repentance or through some something of that was behavioral and that my behavior followed from a, a, a transformative understanding of my innocence. And I'm, I'm just excited that 10 years later, uh, as we're listening to this very beginning of, of uh, the Manual for Teachers, um, and I, just a shout out to Reverend Rija because she had given me a copy of an audible um, of the Mail for Teachers, and I remember listening to it and thinking what a privilege it is to be among the teachers of God, to, to recognize that I'm one with all my fellows and as you were saying, Harrison, it has nothing to do with my religion, has nothing to do with what I believe, and it has everything to do with coming to receive this idea that I am not separate from anyone, including my Creator, and I'm happy and joyous and free knowing it's a sealed deal. It cannot be uh, earned or measured or uh, valued in some way other than through grace, your grace. I'm complete. That was beautiful, Brother Price. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Bryce. I love you, Brother. Thank you. Me too, Bryce. I love you. Thank you so much. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, just uh, I was sharing with Wendy earlier. So I, I, I'm traveling from uh, Colorado to North Dakota to make a delivery, and this is where I have to stop. I run out of hours. And I park on a Saturday night just where I can see this little church. And I wake up from my truck, and I get ready for church, and I get out of my truck, and I begin my walk, and I haven't taken 10 steps. And a woman pulls up beside me says, hey, can I give you a lift? And I said, well, I'm just walking over here to the, to the convenience store, and then I was going to go to church. And she said, well, that's what I'm doing too. Hop in. Um, it was I was really riding on such a uh, such a high of having my life orchestrated and supported, and uh, it's just so fun to have these memories of how when uh, when your mind has been lifted from 
a burden and you start to get excited about sharing this freedom, uh, how the universe comes in behind you and says, hop in, I'm complete. Boy, that's that's the flow right there. Yeah. Thanks, Bryce. Great. Thank you. That was a real Thank call. To joy. Real call to freedom and joy. Thank you, Bryce. The spirit works in wondrous ways. It's beautiful. Thank you. Boy, oh boy. Good morning, guys. It's Jude. The lesson and the reading, it amazes me how it synchronizes just to reinforce what what we're being taught and what we're being taught to learn about who we are and um, taking taken from the from the manual for teachers how it's a universal call going on all the time everywhere in everything, um, the call for love, the call to joy, the call for freedom, to recognize that we're not what we made of ourselves, that we, we, we come to learn this by teaching it, by teaching innocence, by teaching non-judgment, that you aren't who you think you are, as it speaks of in, so beautifully in the introduction. I'm not who I thought I was. I'm not um, you know, limited and incomplete and a sinner and a doing good sometimes, loving sometimes and 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 not loving other times and being and being um wrong and and mean and it's nothing to do with who I think I am in the body that I'm completely innocent of who I think I am in the body, what I think or say or do believing I'm in the body because it's all a part of the dream. And um, the, 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 the um, word witnesses really pops out at me this morning that I will witness to what I believe is true about me, that I can see my brother as sinless today because I've been taught not to judge what anybody thinks they think they know or thinks they think they believe or what they say or what they do because of what they think they are uh, or believe that they are, that um, they may not know who they are, um, that we are as God created us, as purely mind and one mind and one spirit. And um, to awaken to the awareness of love's presence is in everything. It's the universal call. It's the call to joy and call to freedom, to be free from the judgment um, that writes you use the word burden. And I thought a lot about that word burden this morning and the burden of judgment and how um, J.C. says, my burden is light. 
in light of our understanding of who we are, that we do not judge, and that um, our yoke, that our yoke is in our joining, that I will not judge to separate and reject my brother and to project guilt and shame and blame on him for something, something they said or did that reminded me of a sin that I think I've committed in my bodily image, my self-concept, my eye image of myself, which is something that I made, something that God did not create. So this, this whole whole theme of thinking and perceiving how I think about myself and how I perceive myself, that I'm some, I am, what I am is not perceivable. I am formless. I am limitless. I am free. And, and this is the joy, the call to joy, that I see my capital self in everything that everything is a call to love, everything is a call to count blessings and to see the truth. Um, I'm, I'm going out too long now, so I'll, I'll say I'm complete. Thank you. Never too much, Judy. Thank you. Right, never, Judy. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Good morning. It's Karen. Can you hear me okay? Excuse me, Karen. I just wanted to say one short thing about the burden of judgment. Lori mentioned it in one of her shares the other day, laying down the burden of judgment and the weight of of thinking I have to judge anything. It's such a um, relinquishment of such a burden. And the word suffer means to carry or to bear a burden. And that came to me from something I read this morning, to lay down that burden, to, to bear and carry suffering. So that's all. Thank you. Excuse me, Karen. I'm complete. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, I've been on and off the call this week because my body is somehow not at its perfection. Um, And it's very distracting, you know, because I think my symptoms are so... um, they're very distracting, really. Being sick is, is a great distraction. It really sucks you into body identification. And then there's fear because I am babysitting for Tali, my grandchild, for the weekend, and my daughter spent a whole lot of money on this trip. So I haven't even told her how sick I am. But it sort of shifts like going and, and having a great time babysitting to going and just trying to get through it because I'm so sick. So on that note, I was just asking for prayer. I also have a very senior dog, and he's, his little body is perfect, but his mind is not so great. And he just does not know any, 
anything anymore, like where to go to the bathroom. So he's been he's been doing some strange things, and I have to take him out while I'm with my daughter, and she lives on the 26th floor of a high rise. So I'm going to have to pack up the baby and her all her outerwear to take him outside to go to the bathroom, which he isn't very clever and he's deaf, so I can't even tell him. So it's like I'm feeling all this like. I don't know, lack of faith and a little bit of distress. Um, so I'm asking for prayer. And on the con- in the context of the call and the reading, and certainly chapter 31, which I haven't been sharing about because I've been in such a terrible place this week, um, I just loved, loved chapter 31, you know, the self we made, the concept of the self we made, and choosing again, choosing again to see my brother as my savior, which, of course, this this particular lesson, you know, goes back to, let me see my brother as sinless. Let me see my brother as the truth of who he is. And I've been struggling, and I'm also putting this out there. So I think I read in The Course of Love, that when we have emotions that are from our lower self, that they're coming up to be transformed, and that by witnessing them, I'm not identified with them, but I'm, paying, I'm giving them some attention. I'm not trying to suppress them. I'm allowing them to, to come up um, into presence, into the light, um, that they would be transformed. So I've been doing that because for some reason my ego does not like people. Just, you know, there's no defense. I'm not going to defend it or any. I'm not going to go down and say anything to the external world has to do with it because this is more like some ancient hate of my evil dream of my ego self. And I witness it. And I witness it. And it doesn't transform. And I pray to the Holy Spirit. Still, it doesn't seem to transform. And I don't know what else to do because I put it on the inner altar and ask the Holy Spirit to help me. And in the past, um, I was a therapist. So in the past, I would have said, oh, go into it. Look at the, you know, what is this? 90% the past, 10% present moment, you know, introspect get into the the story of it. I'm not doing any of that because I really don't feel like that is um, a fruitful path right now. But all of a sudden, yesterday or the day before, it was like the words jumped off the page, join your brother. And I did not want to join my brother. My ego was like holding on to the idea that I don't like this person I don't want to join this person or that person or the other person or that. I mean, my, my ego mind doesn't care. It's just, you know, it's at war with the whole world. And there is a shift that to join my brother, to w- the willingness to just, it, it's, so, it's so obvious and yet so subtle and not easy to do for some some of the time. I mean, right now I'm not feeling triggered, but when I'm triggered, it feels impossible. When I'm really triggered, 
So anyway, I'm, I'm offering it to the Christ mind in the presence of our holy community. Um, I just have one other little or two little comments. Um, as far as one teaching, there's only one teaching. It's so funny because I uh, simultaneously often have the live stream from India from the ashram I lived at and the guru I followed for many years. And every word on the prompter, whether it's a satsang or whether it's a bhajan, is exactly the same thing as the Course in Miracles. And it's saying the exact same thing. And um, over 35, 30 years ago, let's say, 34 years ago, I wrote a song. And I had not read the Course in Miracles at all at that point. I mean, I actually tried to read it for a few months, but I gave up instantly. Um, but the the song was called um, in uh, Spirit told me to look into the eyes of my friends to see the beauty, to see the truth, to see the beauty, to see the God inside of them. The voice said, "No, the beauty is always there to find. Look with the eyes and heart of God, and not the human mind." And, and it's much, much longer, and I shared it on the first call. But it was really just, you know, only love is real. Whatever else we may imagine, it's just a dream we feel. Um, anyway, that's, the, that's just a testimony to the fact that there is only one truth. And I have a bachelor's in comparative religion studies. You know, I have a master's in social work, so I was a therapist. And all it comes down to is the same thing. God is the answer. And if we want to shorten this experience of hell on earth and, and stop time, God is the answer. And only truth is true. And the Course in Miracles is such a gift. I think that's enough. I'm complete. Boy, I just loved every bit of that, Karen. Your, your simple sincerity is palpable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Great testimony. Thank you. Is there anyone who hasn't shared? Who would like um, to share a before I do? This is Lemoyne. Let me just say <clears throat> thank you, Karen. I mean that's that is so so in line with the chapter or sorry, paragraph three. Yeah. There is a course for every teacher and <laughs> it would appear there are options. There's multiple possible courses for every teacher, and the form of the course varies greatly, so do the particular teaching aids, but the content never changes. Central theme is always, God's Son is guiltless, and in his innocence is his salvation. And I just want to say that 
you know, this is pointing here at sameness, that what is the same and an essential part of life <coughs> itself. And and it's therefore shared and shared by all. And the way the, the world's gone awry and has gotten so tired is all this focus on differencing, which attempts to disprove the simple central theme that if the central theme is held then the everything can be seen as uh, you know like the Course in Miracles says everything every loving thought is true and everything else is just a call for healing and help and so they, so that those who are lost or asleep or you know flailing about in dreams of fear can be restored to the salvation, which is the same for everyone and is shared. <laughs> it's actually there. And uh, anyway, thank you for that chair, Karen. And I'll get out of the way. You go ahead, Harrison. Unless someone else has also been waiting. Um, it's Karen. I want to thank Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne, for sharing without being prompted again and again. I love hearing you, and I love everything you share. It's very important. And Harrison, I just want to touch your lotus seat for offering to wait until everyone has shared. Thank you. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Lamar. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to today's lesson. I choose to see my brother's sinlessness. And as I read the lesson, I thought of myself. I choose to see my own sinlessness. And I focused on the prayer. What could restore your God's memory to me, except to see my brother's sinlessness. And the sinlessness is not only about what my brother does to my voice. Ego doesn't want me to say this. <laughs> but it's not only what my brother does, but who I think he is. And my brother 
is every living thing. It's Karen's dog. When I choose to see my brother's sinlessness, I recognize that my brother is as God created him or her. No difference. I think about the leader of Israel, the leader of the Israeli Defense Force, the soldier in Gaza, the pilot of an Israeli jet dropping bombs in Gaza, the tank commander directing tank fire against buildings in Gaza, I think of the leader of Hamas, the Hamas fighters. I think of the so-called hostages and the so-called Palestinian prisoners. It was interesting to see how our news media portrays what seems to be happening and how easy it is to take sides. But the reality is that everyone in that situation is sinless. And those who condemn are sinless. And when I choose to see my brother's sinlessness, it makes it easy to see my own. I'm not without fault in this world. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what I've done or what you've done or what your brother has done to you. Because what I've done, I've only done to myself. And what my brother does, does it to himself. And what I've come to realize that I can choose to see my brother's sinlessness because I want to see my own. I'm so thankful that God and his mercy 
gave me a little paperback book. Love is Letting Go of Fear by Dr. Jampaski. And I was led to read in tiny print in that book portions we printed from a course in miracles. And it's left in my mind. And I was in a situation where I couldn't afford to buy anything, even if I knew where to find it. And then this beautiful light of a human being approached me one day with a brown paper bag. And she said, here's a gift for you. You might like to read these. And I looked in, and even before I looked in the back, I heard a voice in my mind say, of course, in miracles. And so I was not surprised when I looked in the bag and saw three volumes of the FIP version of A Course in Miracles. Isn't God amazing? I'm complete. Isn't he just? Thank you, Harrison. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that was we great. have a great God. Thank you. Yes. He is great and good. Lori, have you shared? Has everyone shared? I'll wait until the after call. Thank you. Yeah, I'll wait for anyone else who hasn't had a chance, but um but I do. Um have some thoughts. Yeah. Good morning. This is Jennifer. Um, I I was having a hard challenge with my phone. <laughs> I couldn't. I had to leave the call and come back. Harrison, everybody. Uh, thank you for your shares. And um, maybe this will be a good segue. I had an incident yesterday where... I have a client that likes to ask how I'm doing, and um, she's a Christian, and I'll just tell her, you know, about kind of what I, she likes to know what I'm studying. So I I just said, uh, well, I had an instance where I had a family member ask me, what's the coming of, of, of Christ? What's the second coming of Christ? And um, I shared with her what I had told my family member, and there was just like this dead, very dead silence. And I was like, oh, no. You know, like, 
oh, maybe I just, you know, uh, forgot who I was talking to. A little too open. Uh, such thing as too innocent. <laughs> so, so then I said, okay, I'm going to ask her what her idea of the second coming of Christ is. And she, you know, she had said um, that, it, you know, Jesus comes to judge uh, each of us. And I was quiet and I thought, okay, here we are. M- my understanding is in alignment with, in alignment with Course in Miracle, which is, and which I shared with her, which is that each of us, in any given moment is aligning our will, making a choice to respond to any given situation with the will of God. That's the second coming of Christ that I, that I had shared with her. Hers was at another later date, Jesus is going to come and, uh, you know, judge us. And um, so after that, some total, I just, I said, you know, <clears throat> uh, in this moment, I said, all that really matters is that our hearts are joined and that love is, is what exists here. And, and that's, that's, that's the foundation here, period. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I care about, I love you. So, and then I just did the work and moved on. But I, you know, I think part of the lesson is for me to forgive myself. Um, that's the biggest part right there is I just forgive myself. And um, that's what I'm learning on this call today. Um, thank you, Harrison and Karen and Lemoyne, everybody. Everyone's teaching me, Jennifer, just forgive yourself for your you know, being open and uh, and I'll just stay closer to the helm of the uh, of wisdom and um, of anyways. I don't think there's any mistakes, but sometimes it gets sticky over here. <laughs> so, anyways, love you guys. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Love you too. Thank that, you. That is um, wonderful to hear from you. And that's exactly um, that's exactly the segue I was looking for this morning. Um, no one can give what he hasn't received. Is is a quote. And no one uh, can teach what he uh, hasn't learned, right? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these. If you don't mind bearing with me a minute, I want to go through these paragraphs one by one and share a little bit about what I've learned. <clears throat> and but I'll start with the lesson um, because this seems like something that needs directed. Um, there's a quote that goes who with the love of God in them 
could find the choice between miracles or murder hard to make? Who, with the love of God, could find the choice between miracles or murder hard to make? And when I put that together with no one can give what he's failed to receive, I get I get a picture. Um, and Bryce, you directed your comments toward it just so so splendidly when you talked about from that moment on everything changed uh, to grace and sharing freedom and um, and Jennifer when you said uh, forgive yourself that's uh, the most excellent beginning ever I, I need to be aware of the love of God in me I just I just must to me it's um, like a bonfire and the more I warm myself at that fire the more I have to share the farther I get from that fire the less I have to offer and like you Karen I um, I don't know that I didn't like people but I was afraid of them very afraid and um, and reticent to ever share anything <laughs> you know um, unless it was in black and white and somebody else gave it authority you know then I could talk about it but from my own heart you know I wasn't willing to share much of anything but that's what I mean about this who with the love of God in them I, I need to stay warm at that fire and speaking of loving chapter 31 the thing I learned about teaching and learning is exactly as he says it in um, here I am speaking with the authority again but that's the only way I can talk about it you know um, in chapter 31 in paragraph 93 we talked about it yesterday to your tired eyes I bring a different vision I bring a vision of a different world so new and clean and fresh you will forget the pain and sorrow you saw before yeah this is a vision this vision is which you must share with everyone you see for otherwise you will behold it not to give this gift is how to make it yours and God ordained in loving kindness that it be for you give this gift is how to make it yours and that's the whole point of the plan of teaching and learning you know to give this gift is how to make it yours to stay warm at the fire is not enough to stay warm at the fire is I might as well go be a hermit in a cave you know I'm not going to maintain the awareness of um, the life in this fire the life in it the flow in it the I mean life is the best word I can give that word you know um, life and, um, and and so I choose to see my brother's sinlessness is um, how I maintain awareness of my own that's the choice between miracles and murder who would find the choice between miracles and murder hard to make with awareness of the love of God in you I used to think going through these paragraphs I used to think just like the world did teaching and learning was a sometime occupation and you had to have a 
a curriculum and you had to have goals and you had to have a plan and and it was all very well laid out and it was something you were going to give something else but again referring to chapter 31 to each is given the role behold your plan your place in all the universe to each is given to each is given to each is given the role to be a savior to the holy ones especially entrusted to his care um, when I accept the call when I hear the call the call goes on all the time and why I was waiting for you Jennifer is because you said I have to quit judging myself I'll tell you what the call is the call uh, in my estimation is paragraph 5 in the last judgment and if you bear with me a second I think I have it up here this is God's final judgment you are still my holy son forever innocent forever loving and forever loved as limitless as your creator and completely changeless and forever pure therefore awaken and return to me I am your father and you are my son that's the call and when I agree with God's last judgment I will make my own last judgment on myself I will have accepted that I'm forgiven and forgiven in my own sight and that's what I mean by who with the love of God who with the love of God in their awareness would find the choice between miracles and murder hard to make when I agree with God's last judgment I've answered the call the capital call the universal purpose the one curriculum regardless of how it's taught in words or no words at all you know um, and I mean to tell you there's um, lesson 151 I am among the ministers of God it's a really excellent lesson for that you know when I escape my private world my private thoughts my private plan my private business I've answered that call and that answer you know that answer becomes everything I project um, and what is teaching you know substitute the word project for teaching and you've got the idea to teach is to demonstrate what is to demonstrate but to project he says in this work that everyone projects by projection this is how the mind lives you cannot not project you're always projecting something you're always projecting the thought system you think is true escaping from my private world into the into the thought system of love I cannot not teach that and when I teach that I'm doing exactly like he says in the last paragraph of the introduction they are not perfect or they would not be here yet it is their mass mission to become perfect here so they teach perfection over and over and over in many ways until they've learned it the many ways is forgiveness and receiving the miracle that lights my mind again when I've let my illusions my condemnation my judgment my blame my my private business go and without that 
I'm already in the kingdom, you know? And so are you, and so is everyone else. And when I allow that light to project through me, what am I doing? I'm learning. I'm learning what I am. He told Helen the same thing. You have done miracles. You have done miracles. Anytime you reached out to another mind to be helpful, you've done miracles. Problem is, they've been away from you. They've been away from you. When I put my proverbial arm around the shoulders of anyone, I'm drawing them closer to this perfection, this love. I'm demonstrating, I'm projecting what I think is true. And when I keep that holy fire alive, I cannot not project. That's God's plan. And that's why uh, the realization of unity alone is not a dream. Everything else is a dream. You know, I can make it a happy dream when I realize uh, what it is to project and what it is I want to learn, or I can make it a really bad dream. So I have to do it over and over again. I have to do it over and over again. Forgive and receive the miracle. Forgive and receive the miracle. Is that hard? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It's just like he says at the end of chapter 13. It's not hard to do your will. It's not hard to do your will to follow this will to love. The will to love is God's will. It's not hard to do that. The Holy Spirit tells you what it is. And then he does it for you. You know? Um, Anyway. Um, I said I was going to go through paragraph by paragraph, and I didn't do a very good job of it. But um, when I choose the thought system of love, wonderful things happen, and um, and I'm really happy to um, to try and do that as best I can most of the time. Does it mean I fail? Of course I do, but I get right back on my horse again. So. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you, Thank Lord, for being such a beautiful teacher of God. Thank you for blessing our lives. Thank you. Why don't we just do that for each other every day? You know, the greatest gift we can give anyone is attention. <laughs> That's not hard to do. So thank you. This is Jennifer again. So uh, I'm still stuck. So could I have done that better yesterday, you guys? I mean, um, and I'm just open to anybody. This is Wendy. Um I have a little story that I, I've told before, but when I first got on this call, I developed a very strong crush on one of the leaders. A lot of us had a crush on Lee. And I was self-conscious about it, of course. I'm, you know, anytime I have a crush on somebody, I'm embarrassed and fearful that they'll find out, that they'll reject me. So I had this conversation with him in consciousness, not not with him physically, but in my, and I spoke it aloud, and the first time I spoke it, my, my affection and attraction to him, I thought of him as a separate self. 
And in my mind, I could hear him going, oh, gosh, Wendy, it's very flattering, but, um, I, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say. This, it would be impossible, you know, kind of bracing for that sort of answer. Then I gave him the exact same speech, but this time he was the Holy Spirit. And I wasn't afraid of anything he was going to say, even if it was, well, I don't think that we're going to have a romantic relationship, but I, of course I love you, and we'll, we're, closeness is all we're about, you know. Loving intimacy of, you know, one kind or another, one, one rasa, as the Hindus would say. And uh, that really helped me to see that if I intend to see the truth in somebody, to see their holiness, even if in the moment they don't respond to me, I feel like I'm calling, I'm calling God out. I'm saying, I know you're in there, and I'm not going to be afraid of this person because I know you are in there, and you love me, and I love you, and that's what's going to happen with this relationship as I remember the truth. I'm complete. Oh, man, that's powerful, Wendy. Thank you. Very powerful. Thank you, Wendy. Um, I didn't remember the name of the person who asked the question about how she may have handled the situation differently. Of course not. Of course not. You handle it the way you were led to handle it in the moment. You may have it differently the next time it occurs, or you may not. But everything we do is perfect. It's fine, because in the process, we are learning the truth of who we are. In everything we do, we're learning the truth of who we are. No judgment. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. Oh, that was Thank you so much. Yep. And that's for everyone here. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you, Harrison, for responding to Jennifer. And this is Lemoyne. I, I have a. Uh, you asked, uh, could you have handled it differently? And uh, <laughs> I'm reminded of my stepbrother who had Down syndrome, and he had a little stock braid. It was usually pretty happy. Um, I think it applies here. And could you have handled it differently? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it's like there's infinite possible expressions, or, or near infinite, uh, even in even in the world of form, which has limits. Um, I was when you shared that earlier. I was reminded of what it says in the course of love. And, and it's something that I've uh, I've tried to that went in and stuck. You're like this is a lesson to learn. 
is the statement that you must respect the boundaries of those who have need of them, just as you must respect your own boundaryless space. And I think this is a real, a real clue or key as to how to handle a world that's all tangled up in exchange of uh, fear tokens, or what, if you will, in one way that to, to you can describe almost everything that happens in that, and uh, you know that people just look at money. And people think they need money to live, and so. It, that that whole thing of survival comes up at any money exchange, and um, or could. Anyway, the, the the point here though being really that you know you respect the boundary. You don't want to stimulate more fear, but that doesn't necessarily mean to leave it leave it alone, right? That the instruction there in course of love is that as boundaryless space and the one mind can it it already surrounds all obstacles so someone who's uh who's got that common view that they fear god's judgment that it's it's not uh it's probably not something that can be approached usually some people are ready, but usually can't be approached directly like, no, you just really fear love and release. But that's what this fear of God and and that God will judge us and find us guilty, that is what it actually does, is it, it be, it's, a, uh, it's a method by which we change the subject away from what's really going on, which is the fear of release. And we change it into something we imagine is there, and then we fight that. And so we're stuck with the imagining that we were created to uh, to be sorted out and mostly thrown away. I mean, that's, 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 uh, that's a little bit crazy. I don't think that kind of thinking... Um, can create a universe <laughs> that holds together. <laughs> so, um, you know, life life goes on um, with or without our participation. What that does, what our choice in terms of joining or struggling with it really only determines our our own experience and uh, that uh, uh, let's see if I can find this that what uh, here's uh, from chapter 5 where it says uh, in the guide to salvation the way to learn to know your brother is by perceiving the Holy Spirit in him. We have already said the Holy Spirit is the bridge or thought transfer of perception to knowledge so that we can use the terms as if they were related because in, in his mind, the Holy Spirit's mind, they are. The relationship must be in his mind 
because unless it were, the separation between the two ways of thinking would not be open to healing. He is part of the Holy Trinity because his mind is partly yours and also partly God's. This needs clarification, not in statement, since we have said it before, but in experience. And so, you know, I honored that that you even attempted to uh, um, get someone to examine their existential fears. And I'm sure you did in a in a, in a loving way, um, Jennifer. So, you know, could we do better? I don't know, probably. But what really counts is the willingness to, uh, to you know, cajole people out of their shells where they think they need to defend themselves from life. Anyway, um, I'm complete there, and I think I'll end the recording, but not the call. So thank you all for being here, for listening and sharing, and uh, on we go. <laughs>